On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Can you really believe that we're like really basically through the first three months of the year no. already? No. Is that just me or is it really shocking? It is. No, I'm, I'm completely with you. Although I did have that neat thing happen with the vision board the other day. Yeah, that's true. When I looked through, because sometimes you get to March and you think, oh gosh, okay, we're a quarter of the way through and, you know, haven't accomplished any of the things that I've set out to do, or maybe you have, but one thing did happen with the Hotworks studio and that actually has happened since the start of the year and moved really quickly. So I am thankful for that. Some of the other things still need to come to fruition. So Heath and Jenny, we're here like always, and we got Zach in and, and Matt is still like, you know, trying to be cool on other places he, with he, us right He now. would rather be with us, he, he would told be. me. <laughs> he, he would, honestly. But we still point. got Zach, so that's all that matters. Yes, that is all that matters. I want to hear more about the studio, but before we get to it, on the end of our last episode, you guys were talking about Australia and how much fun you had going to Sydney and sitting on a plane for 16 hours and getting jet lag. It was great. But what I want to know is, how is coming home to the kiddo after you haven't seen her, right? How's oh, Brighton doing? It's like heaven. So, Aww. so good. So good. So good. So good. And and what I realized, too, and, and other parents would be curious to hear you weigh in on this in the second shot group. When I, I had to get into the mindset of, honestly, this is probably going to be the easiest time to leave her you know during this so so she'll be two at the end of may and and i think that in the beginning it was very hard because i was um pumping and she needed milk and we were like freezing it and sending it across the country and it was a whole mess right um so so now she she doesn't you know she's eating food now and she doesn't it's not like she has activities i mean she does but they're not you know the girl's got an activity every the day. girl does have about? an activity every day but it's like you know story time at the library or you know her little science explorers class and stuff and what i realized when i was talking to the other parents on the trip was that i mean they have kids who are seven, studying eight, for the sats or kids who are seven eight nine and they've got soccer practice and they've got you know things that happen at school and maybe they dealt with a bully and you're you're halfway around the world yeah. so what i just had to be at peace and think you know what this is going to be the most peaceful excursion that you have as a parent um, when you're going this far away because right now our, the, our problems which include potty training are relatively small oh yeah <laughs> story time at the library is so metal i miss it no, <laughs> it's great yes it's I awesome i don't know how much brighton does of sitting and listening to a story as much as she's running all over the place probably she's been reprimanded yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> did, right did i tell you guys about how they put up the tape for Brighton to keep her from trying to go up to the front of the room. <laughs> what is this, Brighton tape? Yeah, Brighton tape, yeah, because she wasn't understanding that, like, the teacher was supposed to be in front of the class, so she would go up and sit, like, next to the teacher as if everyone was there to see her. 
I don't know where she gets that from. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I love it. And so they had to put up this piece of tape and tell her, like, no, you need to sit behind the tape. Like, you're like, no one's here to see you. You're here to listen. <laughs> sit no, down. Nobody, nobody put boundaries in front of her. How dare you? Know, yeah. Right? yeah. I love it. Well, we should talk about our first headline. Yes. Uh, I, this one's great. Uh, man makes entire house pink. Says neighbors can't do anything about it. A Texas neighborhood is in uproar, uproar over a Pepto-Bismol full-on flamingo pink panther pink house. But the homeowner doesn't care what his neighbors or anyone else thinks. Emilio, Emilio Rodriguez says, it's just my favorite color. Rodriguez bought his home in November when it had a plain shade of white. Now the walls are pink, the gutters are pink, the roof is pink, the chimney is pink. It's all pink. He said a house painted like this was his dream home. And he said annoyed neighbors aren't going to phase him. He chose this neighborhood particularly because there's no homeowners association to block him. No HOA, no HOA. He pre-planned it specifically for that reason. So when people get mad, he explains there's no HOA here and the house can be pink and that's the way it goes. And what frustrates Mr. Rodriguez is it's his favorite color and he always wanted a house that was pink. So what's the problem? Why are neighbors get stepping on him? What's, what's the issue? What do you guys think? Uh, here's have you have you seen the picture? Do we do we have? I mean, go everybody I, just I, right now. Just go, I'll just go, that, or yeah. just go Google the man with the pink house in Texas. It'll come up. Look, blue is my favorite color, but I am not painting my entire house blue. It is amazing to me that he thinks that looks good. Like if you like pink, like maybe have like pink trim, <laughs> pink shutters. You know what I mean? Like, pink like carpet. But y'all should go see it. It's literally all pink. So that aside, um, what are your thoughts on this? Well, okay. Well, because you talk about boundaries, right, Zach? Right. Uh, yeah. So we talk about boundaries, and here's the thing. Nobody likes an HOA <laughs> until it prevents someone from building a pink house or painting their house pink. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody complains about the restrictions of HOAs, and I have had my own issues with them. When I lived in Arizona, it was like I'd get home from work, and one weed had popped up during the course of the 12-hour workday, and there was a note on the door. So I was like, oh, man. But I had to remember that I knowingly purchased a house in this community with um, an HOA, right? So, so thank goodness okay so sure i have to go out and pick my weed but that also means everyone else has to go out and pick their weeds so uh, my love for hoas is beside the point or lack of love um but it's also like look this is what i signed up for and i think heath you were going to talk about sort of well, uh, the boundaries in relationships and work life and and why they can be really good well i'm just going to read you what zach wrote whenever he sent this because his his questions is, is pretty mm -hmm. on points um, Zach said that I'm coming from this from perspective of the guy's neighbor. Uh, how do you deal with a problem you simply can't solve? What's the secret to keeping it cool when somebody around you makes a decision you don't like? Is there a case to be made or should you mind your own business? Is this a problem, even your problem at all? We spend a lot of time talking about managers and employees, leaders and followers, but when it comes to staying in your lane, what happens when somebody alongside you does something that's tough to ignore? Mm, gosh, that's really good. Uh, I'm a part of a journalist group and, and somebody recently posed this question saying, you know, that there's another reporter, journalist at the station that's dressing, you know, you know, what the way she didn't think was professional and she just thought, gosh, that's not a good representation of the station, everything like that. And a lot of people weighed in saying, first of all, none of your darn business. Um, second of all, like this, this, there, there is, a, you are not the boss, so you need to just make yourself look good and right. worry about that right so so on the things you cannot change how about just you look the best and you'll probably get the prime spot and you you know be the most professional and do the best work and everything like that 
Yeah, and I, when you said that, Zach, I thought it was key because like that, that's here's what happens. Like, like that guy wanted his house pink, so he moved to the neighborhood without an HOA, right? So everybody knows the deal. Um, and and I would much rather be in a place where the guy across the street can, and knowing he they could paint their house pink, um, than I would in HOA because I'm I don't like to have be restricted <laughs> until he folks you have to sell your house across no, from but, the pink neighbor <laughs> yeah. i mean but but again that's i think people getting tidied up at, like does it really kill you to pull up to your house and see a pink house i mean oh man that's it's not harmful like you no, know, if you go i don't home, think look, it is if but you're the people. one if you're going home and you're sitting there every night and you're all mad about it and you're writing letters trying to get stuff done right whose life is worse off yours do you think that person ever that person pulls up to their pink house going man i love my pink house Mm -hmm. you're the one losing sleep and all these frustrations and all this because you're worried about everybody else's business and something else that's not even an issue at this point right so yeah i get it that there may be a house pink but you knew what you were buying when you went to the neighborhood without an hoa okay so like but but you being frustrated writing letters being mad and throwing fits it only bothers you like you're not hurting Mm -hmm. that other person at all so that's what sometimes our ego gets in our way is we want to get all up in arms when we're really only harming ourselves. When you go, look, positive side is you can do whatever you want to your house. If your weeds are out, nobody's sending you a deal. You're not paying HOA fees. You're not, you've got to go to that positive side of it and go, look, luckily we live in a neighborhood that that man has the ability to paint his house pink. I yeah. really like that perspective. And, and we, we talked earlier, I think it was last episode, about the time as a resource. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like you're literally spending your precious resource trying to take somebody else down. Right. Why not Why not look at that house as a testament to the fact that despite, despite the fact that we live in a world full of HOAs and rules that say <laughs> you can't do things the way you want, one man managed to achieve happiness on a level that most can't because he got the pink house he always wanted. Why can't you appreciate that? And think to yourself, you know what? Hey, what if I want to paint my house all blue? I can because I live next to this guy and we don't have an HOA and I can do that. Like, why not use that? I don't know, it was a bit of a, a bonding experience. Instead of saying, I'm going to take this cat down and his pink house, and I'll show him how dare you have a pink house next to mine. I mean, I just, it, it just seems so negative. Yeah, and you're right. The only person who loses in that is you. Yeah, it, all, all the, and, and I think this is a good one, because when it comes about your neighborhoods and your communities you live in, the things you fight for, and not, I think, a really good barometer is always look at something going on and whatnot and be like, uh, like you asked, like stuff that you can't change, right? Um, you know, if, if it's something that you can't make, you know, any time that you let something overcome you that is out of your, your control, you're letting them win. Yeah. Be, because if you can't take it into your own hands, it's like the worrying about um, your friend that is not saving like they should and put themselves in a bind and you getting out of the dub. It's not your deal to worry about. If you can't handle it, and you can't do it. You can't let it frustrate you because it's only going to get you down. You're going to be the only one hurt by it. There, nobody else is. So it's like staying in your lane, minding kind of your own business, and going, "Look, what what can I actually control and not?" You you live in a neighborhood with that HOA. Don't spend your time and resources. Why not just find the things to be thankful for? That like you're not nobody. You're not paying a monthly due for an HOA. That that you're not um, doing all those things. You know what I mean? I agree. Yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. I'm into that. So maybe those boundaries of things, when you're looking at them and if you want to find the thing, the barometer, in my opinion, would be what is in your control? What can you make a change on? What, what, what can you actually do to fix something? And if you can't, then you need to 
switch to what are the positives of that and move on from that and not worry about it because all it's going to do is get you mad, get you frustrated. You're the only one that loses in this situation, not them. We'll be back in a minute for the second segment of Second Shot. He makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share with your people and i appreciate it thank you guys go pick it up today ready aim fire second shot is back for another round on rncn all right so this next one is like a well i I think we we might have this it may be a couple weeks old i think we might have, have seen this headline oh yeah well, when we were in australia or something maybe were we in australia i think we were in the flight but yeah we, i mean basically what we do with this show as you guys know is get we try to get topical news headlines and then sort of uh take the second shot second look and this was one that we wanted to hold on to to discuss when we got back because it's just so bizarre yeah it's really something uh the story is woman attacked by jaguar Jaguar? After Jaguar. Jump, uh, Jag, after, you'd think I'd get this, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's an animal. Oh, I, wasn't, I, was, I thought you were asking no, about the pronunciation. No, no, I was just making a fool of myself. Oh, woman no, no, attacked never. by Jaguar. Thank you. After jumping fence to take selfie at Arizona Zoo, woman suffered serious injuries to her arm after being attacked by Jaguar at Wildlife World Zoo Aquarium and Safari Park just outside Phoenix on Saturday, according to ABC News. The woman was attempting to take a selfie when the animal reached out and swiped at her. Uh, the zoo said the woman crossed a barrier in an attempt to get the photo. And the zoo had this to say, we promise you nothing will happen to our jaguar. She's a wild animal and there were proper barriers in place to keep our guests safe. It's not the wild animal's fault when barriers are crossed. Still still sending prayers to her and her family. When I looked at this, what I thought of were boundaries, specifically the boundary between this woman and the jaguar, but just in general boundaries between relationships. It seems so often that we are people who are protective, uh, uh, who keep things to ourselves, often keep people at arm's length, and that's okay. But sometimes there are other people out there who feel like they wanna get a closer look, they wanna get more involved, they wanna get deeper into whatever you're doing, and that may not be all right. So when it comes to boundaries, and I look at this story of this Jaguar who some people said, hey, maybe the Jaguar should be dealt with, other people said, why would that be the case? It just, it just seems like a, a practical analogy in that, right? In, in what a boundary is and why it's important and why sometimes it's not just whoever's on... It, uh, boundaries, I guess, are a mutual thing. They're for, they're for both people. They're the people on the outside as much as they are for the people on mm-hmm. the inside. They're for the safety of all parties involved. What do you guys think? Look, I, I, hey, look, you, you love a selfie just as much as anybody, but I can't imagine there ever being anything that you go, ooh, I want to jump in the pen with a Jaguar to take a selfie. That's... Yeah, that's a no. So so the Washington Post <laughs> reported that 250 people worldwide died taking selfies in um, 2018. In, funny story, Instagram is working on rules so you can't take selfies with like any kind of wild animals outside <gasps> of like 
pets and dogs and horses oh, and fish well, and stuff. Maybe we did get a koala picture I, while we were in um, Australia. So I hope we don't get this banned. This makes me Criminals. sad for our society that Instagram <laughs> has to block it because we are jumping in pins with jaguars <laughs> to take selfies it's really something so when i when i think about the the boundary side of of all of this and sort of pushing the limits i i think of this from i'll give like a journalistic example so um you know reporters are asked to go out and get stories and i've done this for you know more than a, oh, a decade and a half and, and it's like okay so something happened and you need to go find out uh, you know the family side of the story say it was something tragic say it was a death and and so journalists are tasked with sharing the entire story right so I look at from the perspective of I do want to give that family the opportunity to speak on behalf of their loved ones a lot of people look at it you know when a journalist approaches um the loved one of somebody who has died as being really intrusive right because why would you try to speak to them during their time of grief well if they are if this was a a known person or somebody of public interest or maybe the story was high profile well the story is going to be done either way so it's judicious to give them the opportunity to speak so that it's their voice and their word and, and a a family member a, a loved one speaking on their behalf as opposed to just a stark news anchor just spitting out facts and and making them not seem human so you go you approach the house here's where the boundaries come into play because you can really harm somebody by pushing it too far by not just explaining what i just explained hey look gosh you know sorry is not enough but but i do have to let you know we're we're going to be sharing this story if you want the opportunity to share your side of it um, here's my information. Uh, we can do it on your terms, in your language, at your house, you know, um, and, and be accommodating to them. But that's where you stop it. And this is where sometimes a journalist will cross the line and, and create a lot of heartache for a family and create a big issue for the company they work for. When you keep pushing, you keep pushing, you keep pushing, and then that, that, that severs that relationship. I know that this has happened with, um, with law enforcement departments, you know, you, you push, yep. push, push because you want the interview with the, the family member of um, of the, the you know, law enforcement office. Well, guess what? They're not going to have a very favorable impression of you mm -hmm. if you're going forward and pushing and pushing, pushing for that one story instead of having the overall concept of if you'd like to share it, I'm here to, to, to be the conductor for that or, um, you know, to, to be the means to an end on that. And some practical stuff, like, you know, because not all of you are journalists, but um, I, I would think this is where, and don't you, this is where the emotional intelligence comes into play. Because mm -hmm. as a reporter, when you're doing that, that's reading them people to figure out where that, you know, you, you know when you're pushing too much or not. And, and if you don't have an emotional intelligence enough to have that intuition of people when to stop, and in sales, this is a big key. I'm sure. Of knowing yeah. when to push, when not to push. But I also think it's, um, you know, what's interesting is where I went with this um, wasn't business much as I go, you know, especially with Zach, you know, Gage now going to be married. You know, some people will put out there like, you know, my husband and I are the we're 100 percent open with everything with each other. We are like, uh, um, you know, the nothing's closed off. Oh, and like some, they don't close the room when, door when they go to the restroom? Yeah, stuff. I mean, just like little <laughs> things like that. Like some people think, or oh, they when they share I get, all their passwords. Well, or, and, yeah, and there'll be mean? like people that get married that, that some maybe some people have some, kind of their own, you know, their own little privacy. Like they, they actually close the door when they go to the bathroom, right? Like, and, and they're like, is this wrong? Like, because everybody acts like 
I don't think there's anything wrong with having your own little privacy like mm-hmm. that. You know yeah, what I mean? Having some personal boundaries like that, there's in general. Little, there's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean that you don't love that person or not. If you have a little bit of personal boundaries yourself, I mean, I don't think it needs to be. I don't think it has to be if that's not your personality. You know, like that, that's the thing is I, I would think that it goes back to you and who you are and where your boundaries are. And I and I think it's important to know what those boundaries are in relationships that you have as well, knowing where you can go with it. And then, um, you know, also I think it's sometimes what happens is, is is a friend will push over your boundary and you just get angry you get solely you know you, well, you just totally close off it's just like the journalism absolutely. you know example that i gave you it, you close off that whole agency like i said say yes. say you were going to a police agency trying to you know really get into their inner circle and they didn't want that well now they're definitely closing you off for for a while but in the personal relationships though whenever you do that most of the time you get mad and you never tell that person they cross the boundary and then they never know why your relationship mm-hmm. is weird which i don't think is fair to that other person because they may not have known our boundaries. Sometimes we all have these boundaries that are that are not the most clear and yeah. and, and and outspoken. That how do you it, do that? You have to how do tell you, them. How do you have you ever had to do that where you're like, okay, yes. that crossed a line. You got to let them know that. If you don't, then you can't be mad at them because they didn't know that it was wrong. Like that's what I always look. At. I go, how how can you be mad at somebody if you didn't let them know they crossed that line? Mm-hmm. Like how are they supposed to know all your invisible boundary lines? No, you're right. They don't know that. You've got to. And then, look, if you tell them and they cross it again, that's when you can mm-hmm. be mad and be done with them. But I think that's a lot of the issues. You know, obviously, relationships in work and in personal always really come down to communication being properly done or not. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you don't let people know when they cross the line or they crossed over and you just keep it to yourself then you're not letting them know to correct it. They can't read your mind. They don't see those invisible lines. You have to inform people because you can't be mad about something they didn't know they crossed. Mm-hmm. So how do you approach that? How do you, how do, you do that? And I think it's a very simple conversation. It would be, it would be a very simple, you know, Zach, uh, the other day whenever you said X, Y, Z, that crossed the line for me. That pushed me over. That made me feel this way. Um, and I'm bringing it up because I don't think you meant it for that, but I want to let you know that, that that's kind of um, that's something that, that bothers me that I wanted to let you know what that line was and kind of how it was. I mean, it's a very I, I well, don't think and, it has to be a big important thing. Like it, I did, I guess I did that recently with yeah. someone that I was oh. doing a negotiation with, and it was with regard to they made some commentary about a certain group of people yeah. that I think they thought that I would be okay with that generalization um, and, and that did. stereotype. And I, I yeah, and I and Correct. I did. You so, 100% just did that. You're so right. you're right. I did do that because I was thinking, gosh, that would be tough for me. But it, but but it's true. When you do have that boundary, when I'm like, nope, not acceptable in in my, I will not have that language be a part of communication with me. Um, th- those types of comments about certain groups of people is not okay with me. That crosses a, a line. And it was, and actually, and now I'm I'm still communicating with that person on they a apologized five, in yep. a massive way they said they didn't mean it but it most people wouldn't now, have said anything yeah. and that person may have used it again or may have said something again and it would have really made you mad to where there's a blow up and it, and it caused you issues and everything but you addressed it and guess what they were like oh my bad yeah. that's what most people would do most and people hopefully yeah. it teaches them a lesson long term absolutely with regard to generalizations like and, the one he made and then you let them in and you were vulnerable and honest and you said listen like this is something that's particular to me and like i i want you to know that because i think it's important that we keep doing this thing that we're doing mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna let this stand in the way you know and they were like that's really cool of you like that yeah totally i'm rocks. actually it's almost like surprises me that i was strong i'm stronger <laughs> than i thought you are you absolutely are 
hundred percent you are. Mm. Um, you know, but I, I think that this is what happens in these in our in our relationships is is that we'll have some people that will have relationships cross those lines, and we'll be in our head going, you know. Are they like intentionally doing this to make me mad or blah blah blah? Right? Mm. You you get in your side of your head that they're maliciously doing something, right? You know why you're in your head with that? Because you never even told them that that bothered yeah. you. Yeah, you're right. And it's like it's not their fault unless they know. Because if that person would have responded totally differently, we would not be doing business with that right. person. That would be done and over with. Wouldn't have to deal with it. But because they responded the way they did. In the way that they, you know, everything and was... And because we host a, a podcast called Second Shot. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, th- that's the thing is, is I think that because of addressing them, we don't address the boundaries, and then we get in our head and think people are maliciously doing things. Because if you address the boundaries, and that person keeps doing it, then guess what happens? Then you move on from right. them. And yeah, if not, then they don't. But you can't put it on them until you take the ownership and actually let people know that you've crossed the boundary you've crossed the line and people that really care about you and love you and did not mean to cross that boundary are going to take that as a very much so a positive they're not going to take that as a negative thing so we'll be back in a minute for the third segment of second shot now that's what i call ignorance on fire more of heath and jenny still to come To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code SECONDSHOT. Now listen, promo code SECONDSHOT, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com. Dot com promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCM. All righty, back on the third segment here. Um, secondshotcast at gmail.com. Send us an email with anything you've got. Also, you know, if you're in the Second Shot Facebook group, and if you're not, you're just not cool enough, um, <laughs> you should actually go join it now. Um, you know, I would love to see you guys send a headline that makes you take a second shot and give us your second shot. Mm-hmm. And over the next two weeks or so, maybe we'll look at them We'll, we'll keep them, and maybe we use all listener Second Shot headlines oh, for the next cool. episode or something, right, guys? Ooh. Maybe y'all go to Second Shot Facebook group and leave maybe your um, um, anything that you've got in there. And as always, I want to shame you to continue to leave us ratings and reviews. And please, it helps us move up in the shot so other people can find it. Um, anywhere that you listen to it, you can leave a rating or a review. Um, iTunes is really one of the biggest uh, platforms where, where the mm-hmm. majority is listened at. The other thing that's really important is that is to remember, like, just sharing the episode on your social media and letting your friends and family know that that you listen and, and you like it and, and, and to get more. That way we've been really increasing a lot. We appreciate y'all so much. Yeah, you guys have been amazing. And you know what's crazy? Shout out to Australia because yeah. um, we they had this. We're our second highest country last week. Yeah. So I don't know if they knew we were there or what. Yeah. And... 
Yeah, well, the, Australia's been up there a couple times. Yeah, the last have, year. Shout yeah. to the Aussies. I think it was probably after we had Aaron Hendra as a guest. Probably so. That's probably very true. <laughs> and they've been hanging around still. That means they like it. So. Oh, good. Shout yeah. out to Aussie good. friends. That doesn't. Yes. Ex- that doesn't explain our popularity in the uh, the People's Republic of Russia. <laughs> but yeah. every once in a while, that lands on the board. Yeah, <laughs> somebody over there. Um, we had a review on on the iTunes Ooh, on March first that. Uh, it's uh, Lauren Zott. Lauren Zott. Obviously, she's talking about me. Oh, gosh. In this review here. we here. go. Lauren, okay. his head is getting... Amazingly intelligent <laughs> okay. and insightful. Thank you. Well, so that one was for Zach and I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... You don't think she's talking about me? Shoot, y'all. Uh, Shoot, y'all. Thank you, Lauren Zott. We appreciate that very much. Uh, next up, March 4th. A male rock one two three. I love listening to Second Shot, a show that is unlike any other. It's positive, informative, realistic, and fun. I've been a Jenny fan since Fox Four, and I love oh. her calming perspective. If you haven't listened to this podcast, you are missing out. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much, and thank you for following me from Fox Four. I know that we have a lot of Fox Four fans that listen to the podcast so yep. thank you for shout that. out shout out yeah the more the merrier guys thanks and then last friday from my sierra ranch wow your shaming has really been working i know i'm proud of my shaming thank I'm, you I'm, all. I'm ashamed how at how well the shaming is working <laughs> uh this one sierra ranch i have listened from the beginning and i still love listening each week thanks for putting out all the positive vibes in the world i love the addition of jenny so this is awesome because Sierra Ranch has obviously been listening a long time and finally gave in. <laughs> so if you're one of the Sierra Ranch has been listening for a long time, finally give in now, please. Sierra Ranch. I like that name. Yeah. That's a good I don't one. know if that's just like her screen name, yeah. her AOL instant messenger name. Mm. Um, you know, a, another thing that just, you know, because I know what they hear the advertisements and stuff, but uh, Energy Ogre. E n e r g y o g r e dot com. Yeah, it's like it's a legit deal. Like Energy Ogre, like we've saved tons of money on electricity. If even if you don't even have your, um, if you don't, if you feel like oh, I mean, if you're in Texas, it's only for people. Yeah, it's that only are in for Texas. people in Texas. What I really, I'm just gonna put this out there into the world. Yeah. And maybe uh, you know, I don't know. We we try to keep this show very small on sponsors so we can have it be mostly content but i do hope that we can get sort of like a sponsor that can do a give back like this for our national and international listeners at some point so maybe we'll put that on the vision board for 2018 because this is literally the best deal for you know the the energy ogre one yeah. unfortunately only for texans yeah they'll save you a lot of money they, they really do they, they handle it all for you you don't have the hassle I, we use it and we've been using it forever now and it's been huge and and like almost all of our friends we know do because we're like yeah. you have to do it because it legit saves a ton of money so when you go to energyogre.com um in the promo code he put second shot and i think it's i think you put second shot all one word um and if that doesn't work do it as two words i can't remember what that deal is but you'll get a month free by using that as well and and when you go in there to sign up just go go in there to sign up put your bill in there you don't have to sign up unless you're going to put your info in there and they're going to show you if, if they, they can, can save, save you money, money or not. So you don't actually... Jinx, you owe yeah. me a Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> you don't have to actually buy anything or do anything unless it's going to uh, save you money. So that's always the positive. Yeah. It's somehow a service that pays for itself. It's and amazing. Then it I know really that's is. what I'm saying. I hope we can find other sponsors of the show that can do things like that and save people so much money. I hope we can find other sponsors of the show. And I don't think we'll have this problem. But when we have more sponsors, eventually, because somebody's going to want some of this, 
uh, that we're just as genuine about. That we're just like, oh my god, this service yes. is killer. How yes. could you not? Like, this you is know? amazing. Yeah. But that's why I also think that Tapatio should be a sponsor. Oh, okay. Just saying. I've given them so much free media because it's the best hot <laughs> sauce. Tapatio. It's hey, the best hot sauce in the world. That reminds me. Have we, have we talked about this? Huh. This is a very old mainstay from the show. Where do you live in Topo Chico? You have any thoughts on that? Oh, wait. Jenny likes Topo Chico. Yeah. I, oh, really? Yes. I, I like... Okay. okay. Well... I, be- I, have, I wish I could verify this. I actually tried to find it. I've been looking at this recently. I've been investigating the use of natural colors and natural flavors in products. Okay. Because that's sort of a word that if you say that, you can put in a whole host of things that are quote unquote natural flavors, but may or may not be something that you want to be putting into your body. Mm. Um, but anyway, I think that Tobo Chico doesn't have added natural flavors. And if that is the case, it will become my new number one. Right now, LaCroix is my number one. Yes. I love LaCroix. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I love LaCroix. It's good. It has added natural flavors. My, my parents hate it. it. I can't say I like either. <laughs> oh, no. Heath gags. It's, yeah. But Heath has the, the palate of I a 10-year-old. Like but I like water. I like straight up regular <laughs> right. water. There's some people out there that do not like LaCroix. I've heard it tastes like hairspray or it tastes like it tastes like the sound of a fruit shouted through a wall. <laughs> That's a good like somehow if that makes okay. any sense shouted at all. Through the wall. Like it's awesome. just, yeah. I love an analogy and here's what LaCroix is for me. It's like um the nicotine patch for me from Diet Coke. Oh my god. Yeah. Right? Okay, so I so so way back in the day early on in my news career I would drink like a ton of diet coke and then I realized this is not ideal for you. Yep. Um so I tried to get off of it but I needed some bubbles. So then I started drinking LaCroix in order to get off of the diet coke, right? So it was still something that had bubbles and was kind of fun and like something different than water. So it was like it's like my nicotine patch. Christine is an avid diet coke fan. She was drinking like a diet coke a day, maybe two sometimes, and now she's down to like a Lacroix a day. She's more hydrated. Yeah, like Lacroix is great. Her best yeah. pre-married life. So Lacroix, <laughs> slip us a, 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 a sponsor resume, would you please? Yeah, we'll see. See if we can Tapatio's get you in here. Tapatio's who should really Tapatio do it. Tapatio really should. I just don't know if it really matches the brand. Like oh we, yeah, it does because we love some Tapatio. <laughs> we do, but I'm. I mean, just in terms of like overall, like yeah, but we love ta- tapatio. Everybody <laughs> should have tapatio. I, I mean, I agree. Heath, I mean, Heath has gone on a rant accusing people in our household of drinking it. Yeah, because it's like always gone. <laughs> it's always gone. Um, yeah, and I want to kind of give just these are a couple really quick things. But like Javier posted in the Second Shop Facebook oh, yes, group, yes, yes, he, pictures of sushi, and he's like hashtag facing fears because based on our <laughs> episode a couple episodes back where I tried. Um, Sushi, which is not something that I was really all about doing. Um, And then, you know, here was something that I've never heard of this book, which I think is actually going to be the next book I get. But um, Brain posted in there that a picture of a book called The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace. Um, And I enjoyed the five love languages, so thought about giving this one a try. So far, so good. You know, the five love languages between spouses and stuff. Yes, and I'm doing, I'm reading right now five love languages of children to try to, help, you know, understand yeah. Brighton's love languages. And so the five languages of appreciation in the workplace, is, it seems like and sounds like it was going to be a good one, and, and they obviously enjoyed it, and I'm going to go look at it. And that's the, and then somebody else, you know, shared um, some books that they were reading in there and talked about kind of what they did for them and whatnot. These are the kind of things you get in the Second Shot Facebook group. Oh, I love um, that. Yes, and, some and of thank those you discussions. for yeah, sharing that. that. That could be a really good resource for a lot of our people. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I think if y'all, you go in there and do that, leave us that podcast, leave us that review, share it with, with, with somebody that you um, think could get something from this. And and I, I can't tell you honestly how much we appreciate you guys. You, you truly, um, you know, 
keep us motivated and inspired to want to keep doing the show mm-hmm. when we hear the feedback and we hear the things you say it, they, it truly does mean the world to us and we see and listen to every single one of them we don't take them for granted there's nothing about that it, we know that it takes time out of your day and that it takes a lot and you've got to really appreciate some in order to go do that so we really do thank you for that and appreciate it so where can they find you that was so nice, babe. Oh, I, thanks, I second everything he said. Um, on Instagram, Jenny Ann Chondo. Same thing with Facebook and my website. And then on Twitter, it's Jenny Ann Chondo TV. And I will definitely be hanging out in the Facebook second shot group. And I hope you guys all have a fantastic week. Agreed, Heath. Well said. At Apple Zacintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. Come check us out. Join the show. Leave a headline. We want to talk about it next episode, maybe. At Heath Oaks or at Ignorance on Fire, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those things. I love you guys. See you next time. (laughs) 